All right, so let's open up by with a real basic question, which is, why are a lot of fighters reluctant to throw to the body? Ah, oh, man, I, I think it just comes down to, to training. Um, there's not enough coaches emphasizing going to the body. I think uh, maybe, maybe I know that that's something that we emphasize at uh, our gym um, is going to the body and the importance of going to the body. But I think under uh, the, uh, the stress of a real-life fight, sometimes um, they, they, you know, when you strip off all the gear and um, you just got this hand wrap with a four-ounce glove on um, with no shin pads, no headgear, no 16-ounce gloves, um, all that comfort disappears and, and um, a few shots makes you feel like, like holy, holy crap, man! I'm I'm fighting for my life here. Um, it becomes more of a like a dangerous game. It becomes more real, and I think that um, people uh, tend to fall into um, they want to finish the fight. They wanna they want to end it. So um, they get punched crazy on the head. They want they want to um, do what they see all the time. And how are fights finished? So most fights are finished by knockouts, not finished by body shots. I love a body shot finish um, because it just shows mixing it up um, and how body shots can open up uh, the, the game to the head. But I think most people, it gets more real and, and they, get, they, they close in on targeting on the head. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of coaches out there that specify body work, but I think under direct stress and the stress of a real fight, I think that um, people get... Uh, kind of drawn into headhunting, and you can you even see that high level uh, fighting. Um, it's it's uh, I would say ninety nine to one percent body. You know, um, uh, overall, um, I, I think there should be a, be more of a balance. And I think your fighters that are more well rounded and understand the fight game a little bit more and can handle that stress, those are the fighters that you see um, attack the body more often. Who are some of your favorite body attackers in history? And this can span MMA, boxing, whatever. Oh, you know, um, body work. Uh, so there, now, body work in MMA, uh, it, it goes more. It, it goes not so much to punches as to snap kicks. I think. I think the most efficient body uh, strike in MMA is the snap kick to the body or um, uh, what they call a, you know, a ponytail, a Steven Seagal snap kick. Um, they're really fast strikes to the body. Um, uh, my, my teammate, Cowboy Cerrone, is really good at uh, striking uh, to the rib cage slash what I call bread basket, um, the uh, sternum part. Um, and that's with a, that's just with like a, like a rooster style, like snap kick. It's just, uh, um, that's an efficient way of going to the body. Uh, when you're punching to the body, your head, you have to be kind of close and your head's in proximity to get need and, and struck. So I think that that, uh, snap kick to the body is highly efficient. And, and, uh, one of my teammates, Cowboy Cerrone, he's, he's highly efficient at it. And then of course you got, uh, your great boxers, you know, um, uh, there's, I mean, there's a handful of boxers that that uh, stick out to my in my mind um, that attack the body, and um, you know, I I think that body work. I I learned how important body work was by training with uh, boxers. Uh, boxers were really efficient because all they had to do was punch the body or punch the head. They didn't have to worry about kicking and elbows and knees. So they were highly efficient at working the body. Uh, so you know. Um, um, 
Um, I think boxers primarily um, can really be a big benefit for uh, MMA fighters. And I'd have to say that boxers primarily um, uh, show uh, extensive work going to the body with their hands. But when it comes to to MMA, I think the the, uh, strikes with the legs are a little bit more efficient with body work. In terms of like fighters competing today, is there anyone where you look around and you say, wow, that fighter has, and I know you mentioned Cowboy Cerrone, but let's say outside of Jackson's, is there anyone you look around and you're like, man, that, that fighter's got really good body strikes? You know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm super biased, you know, um, when it comes to fights. Um, I'm a coach now. Um, um, I am seeing um, body work more efficiently. Uh, McGregor sticks out in my mind. Um, I, I see him go to the body quite often. Uh, he's got a balanced attack. Um, I might not be such a gi- gigantic fan of his personality, um, but he's a huge asset to the sport, and his body work is it's, it's great. I mean, it's nice. He's got some great um, hands to the body. Um, he mixes it up well, and it really opens up uh, the strikes to the head. Um, I got a couple of teammates that are really good at going to the body, John Dotson and Cowboy Cerrone. Um, I'm so caught up in the gym. Um, it's not like when I was competing, um, when I was competing, I was watching fights day in and day out, um, um, tra- you know, uh, uh, mapping out who I might possibly compete against and, or students. Now, um, I'm tied up in, uh, if my, uh, if an athlete of ours is fighting this athlete, um, then I'll, I'll watch some film, but, uh, there's so many fights going on and, 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 uh, Weekly, it's just hard for me to keep up, especially with a full-time job of, of now coaching. So outside of just being biased and saying a, a few of my teammates and McGregor, um, that's, that's, that's where I'm at right now, man. If, if I brought up the Diaz brothers, what would you say about their body work? Uh, they're, they're good at mixing it up. Uh, they're good at mixing up the body. Uh, I know both the Diaz brothers, uh, when I was competing, they were both competing, of course, and, and we're old schoolers, and I like the Diaz brothers. Um, their body work um, isn't so much power as it is just touching to open up um, other opportunities. They really, um, you know, uh, with with their numerous, you know, the, with their high number attacks, you know, with their high number, high, high, high count uh, rate of, of throwing strikes, um, I, I'd say they're highly efficient at going to the body. Those two guys understand the concepts of mixing it up. And I believe the, the reason why they're so versed at it is because um, they've been in MMA a long time and uh, they get a lot, a lot of boxing work in with just strictly boxing. Uh, you hear them all the time talking about boxing with high-level guys and their boxing instructor. And um, you see a huge output with them um, even from, you know, from uh, um, years back. You can say five, six years ago, they were very efficient at going into the body. But I think as you, as you see it now, um, they're a little bit more efficient with it because they understand the toll um, that it takes on, on uh, in a fight game such as MMA where um, conditioning is very, very pivotal and how you can really slow down an adversary by attacking the body. You don't have to put everything into it like you're throwing an overhand. You just got to touch them in the right places, and, and it can really open up your game. Um, you know, the liver shot is really famous because, as you mentioned before, a lot of people think of the body shot in, as a way to set up everything else. But the liver shot is a show closer, you know. I mean, it could stop a guy cold or get him to cover up, and then a few TKO strikes is all you need. 
Uh, I don't think there's another one as famous as the liver shot for a reason, but I guess I'm wondering is do you feel like there's another area or way to target the body to get a kind of similar reaction? In other words, is there a a lesser known quote unquote kind of liver shot that can give you uh, you know instant results? You know, I I uh, of course if you can land a liver shot, amazing. They they're highly efficient. Uh, the problem with trying to land a liver shot in MMA is uh, knees and kicks are involved. And when your head's in that position, when you're dipping off, uh, trying to attack that uh, position, you could get head kicked and or um, knee or snap kicked. Um, I think a super efficient um, um, strike is, like I was saying earlier, which is that snap kick to the body. Um, if you put uh, the ball of your foot on somebody's rib cage or in their sternum, um, um, again, um, this is something that you can, you can go back and watch. And that is uh, the snap kick that, uh, Cerrone had, he had like two or three of them that just dropped opponents or staggered them, hurt them. Jim Miller being one of those guys, uh, that wasn't a liver shot. That was just the ball of your foot smashing into their, um, body. And when people are punching, they're overextended and their rib cages are open um, and or just going down the center line, um, throwing your hands and mixing up a snap kick down that center line and putting the, the ball of your foot right in the solar plexus. Uh, that snap kick can stop people dead in their tracks. Um, another one of my teammates that was re- that's really good at it is Kyle Noak. He had a stop two fights ago with the... Uh, with a push kick, a really fast, efficient snap kick to the body, um, and it and it stopped the fight. Um, I believe that is the most efficient strike uh, to the body in all of MMA. Um, if you can get a nice punch off, that's great. But what the snap kick gives you is it gives you range. I can stick my jab out there, and um, um, not even come close to you, but my, but uh, extending my leg out will give me another, you know, foot to foot and a half of reach. So where a lot of people feel safe from the punch is that snap kick can get in. And I believe that that snap kick to the body is highly, highly effective and efficient. Now, your timing has to be correct, and you better not hit a damn elbow, or it it could quite possibly stop you from snap kicking ever again uh, if you crash into an elbow. It'll definitely make you think twice. So getting your hands... Um, active, getting them thinking circular, and then coming down center line can be very pivotal. And I believe, I believe it's one of the most efficient uh, strikes to the body in the whole game. What about attacking the rib cage itself? Like in these two cases, we're talking about hitting an organ, right? The liver. Now there is some yes. protection by the the ribs there a little bit, uh, depending. And then of course down the sternum uh, was a bit of an opening. But what about? You know, the, the ribs are supposed to be a shield of your organs. What about attacking those? People always talk about the floating rib. Is it, is, yeah. it, is, it, is, it, is it, here's my question. Is it so specific that it's too hard to target? No, I, I, I like the rib cage to attack. Uh, when people are, are, whenever they're throwing a cross or um, a jab, uh, the hand has to be in a, in a, in a, in a, in a straight line. Um, and therefore the ribs are open, whether it's a shin across the ribs or the ball of the foot across the ribs. Um, the ribs are, are extremely, an extremely valuable target. Um, the thing with, with the boxing glove is you had a, yeah, uh, you have, um, you know, eight to 12 ounces, depending on what organization you're fighting in and a hand wrap. Um, uh, when you, when you skinny it down into an MMA glove, 
um, that fills if it, it could be an extremely hard surface, and and that with some velocity screaming into the rib cage can be highly effective, and of course a shin across and or a snap kick across the rib cage. Um, I think that body shots in general all across the whole body, rib cage, sternum organs, um, is highly effective. Um, whether it knocks your opponent down or knocks the wind out of them or staggers them. Um, what it does is it makes people miss breath um, during fights whenever you can attack the body and they have to hold their breath um, in anticipation of getting hit and or getting hit. Um, you can kind of slow down and mess up their breathing patterns and that can definitely play in your favor in the later rounds, especially when you're looking at championship rounds. Um, attacking the body can really help you out as far as people uh, missing breath and or tensing up to, to, for impact. So I think whether whether people are defending it, if you're getting clean shots off, it's still going to pay dividends eventually. Whether it's um, right off the bat you you, you hurt them, or uh, or or just numbers numbers like the Diaz brothers just keep on attacking, keep on attacking. Eventually they take over because um, you're conditioning and you're fatigued, and so attacking the body has numerous benefits, you know, and it's something that that I believe is starting to grow and you see athletes taking more and more advantage of it. It's one of those duration type strikes, man. Whether you, if you get a clean drop or you, you take them down um, quickly with a body shot, great, but it, it can eventually and will eventually take the toll on your adversary and give you the edge in the later rounds. Yeah. That's sort of what I was heading next is let's talk about the state of body strikes, either punching or kicking or whatever the case today in mixed martial arts that's now like most things mma today is better than it ever has been in terms of the level of um you know the all-around game basically but i guess i'm wondering is from the time when you started training and then all the way through your career and now you're coaching and now what you see how have body attacks changed i mean obviously people are doing it more but is there more to the story uh, I think what it, what it is is just the more fights you see, um, uh, you see it all the time, um, and that is whatever people see on TV, whatever rerun they're seeing, um, um, and that and that is again the reason why I, you don't see so much body work. When um, uh, what's his name uh, did the jump off the fence and head kick uh, to Henry Henderson? Well, when Pettis did that. You saw, I don't know, thousands of people trying that move over and over because that was a highlight reel. I mean, that was one of the best strikes you've ever seen. Um, and because it was so dynamic, you saw a bunch of copycats. And then what people saw was um, um, people landing it. Well, when you take, when you take a thousand people trying it, uh, three people are going to land it. That's a low percentage, right? That's a super low percentage. But they saw people landing that head kick because thousands of people saw it replayed so much that they thought it was, it was viable. They thought, so I can do that. So people started trying it and then, and then you saw the copycat replays. Well, because people see that replay over and over and over, they believe, wow, man, that's, that's something that can work. So because people see these things replayed over and over, you rarely, rarely see the body shot finishing fights for people to copy. You rarely see that because it's not 
it's one of those things that it just isn't as fancy or doesn't catch as many uh, as much attention. But I, I think if we were to replay over and over body shots that finish fights, body shots that are effective, I think you're, you'd see more people pick it up and use that as a tool. But I think the media and um, what people see um, replayed over and over uh, plays a dividend on how they come out and prepare for fights and what they do in training and, and all that. So um, I'd like to see more people attack it. I think it's a very, I think people are really understanding uh, the importance of it, whether they're seeing it on highlight reels or not. Um, they're understanding and training how it's uh, stopping their, their opponents, how it's really um, helping improve their game. But from when I first started, you know, back in 98, my first MMA fight, I believe, the sport has come a long way in the last, you know, um, 18 to 20 years. It's come a long way. And um, you're starting to see more and more people go to the body because um, of just trial and error. And coaches, you know, hopefully emphasizing, uh, emphasizing on, on going to the body. But um, it's come a long way, and I see um, going to the body – um, it's going to be growing. It's going to be growing even more. I think it's going to be a staple. Um, it should be a staple, just like a one-two. Uh, going to the body should be a staple, just as a jab cross. It should be a staple. Um, when you when you show your opponent um, more looks and more attacks, whether it's leg kicks, body shots, body knees, uh, body punches, um, head attacks, the more you show them, the more they have to defend. So um, I think people are are more and more. Um, understanding and, um, you know, utilizing the body more. And I think, I think we're going to see an upward swing in the body attack um, here in the coming years. You know, one of the topics I'm fascinated by is, you know, you were talking a lot about some of the dangers of punching at range, although it can work, obviously, but you like the snap kick or, you know, just, just working in a sort of a safer area. But I think one of the things I'm fascinated by is like the opposite, which is working super tight and close, right? So let me give yeah. you two examples. Anderson Silva, Rich Franklin won, and I'm not sure if you saw it, but uh, Demetrius Johnson's win over Henry Cejudo, where they're, I mean, they're, it's not really that they're firing in close, but they're turning and pulling and off-balancing, and I'm wondering, like, what, as someone who's like a body, like a, you know, prides themselves on their body shot knowledge and, and you coach about it, what do you say about that kind of thing? How hard is that to pull off where you're not merely attacking the body, you're almost forcing them to dance with you at the same time. I I I think it's highly effective. I mean, uh, I think with Rich Franklin um, and uh, uh, Silva, that's when when Silva need him in the face, right? Need him and, yeah. and put it a little sideways. It was a great. Uh, that was a keen Muay Thai expert, somebody who understands the clinch against somebody who's never really seen the clinch at that level. And, and, um, he just didn't know how to stop it, you know, and Anderson was doing such a great job of pulling him across his body and pulling him into those knees. And then eventually, because Rich was over protecting his rib cage, that's why Anderson was able to, um, attack that, uh, up to the nose, up to the head area, because uh, you start really, um, overemphasizing on defending your body. And that's where it can open up the head. I remember that fight, and I remember the, uh, the highlights of uh, 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 the other fight you were talking about, um, Mighty Mouse versus uh, the wrestler, right? And uh, I think that's a huge. I mean that that that's such a that's a skill set right there. You you those that's why these guys 
became some of the best in the world and are the best in the world is because of that skill set. That is something that has to be repeated over and over and has to be kind of become a part of, of your, uh, your, your fundamentals, you know, those are their fundamentals. And, and Mighty Mouse is just so good every, everywhere, man. He's so good er, everywhere. It's, it's a shame that he doesn't get as much love and respect as he deserves. He's, he's, he's amazing, man. I, he's an amazing athlete. He can do it everywhere. And his speed and his accuracy, um, his wrestling, I mean, he just knows how to put it together, his submissions. Um, whereas Anderson came in, you know, um, very, very strike dominant. Um, but he was so good at defending takedowns and or getting back up to his, his feet um, where, he can, where he can really shine there. Um, but I believe that it's a huge aspect. Obviously, with those knees to the body and, uh, and off-balancing somebody and then able to, to attack the head, uh, it's a very, very important, something that everybody should learn. Uh, but those are specialties. Um, a lot of people are good in certain areas. Uh, Mighty Mouse, in my opinion, is just one, one once in a lifetime type fighters, uh, just like St. Pierre and Johnny Bones Jones. Those, those guys, they're, they're just, they're once in a life type fighters. Um, everybody else, the, the 90% of us, the 95% of us, um, have to have a hard work ethic and things just don't come as naturally. And I'm not saying that those guys don't put in work, they put in work, but they also have this this thing about him that that makes them special. And those are special fighters right there, man. But here, but here's and, what, here's um, what I'm wondering, Joey, if I may. You, yep. mentioned, you mentioned the safety of striking at distance. Is what... Yes. My, now, get, granted, maybe few people can do it. Maybe it takes a Silva or a Mighty Mouse. But when you're in tight like that, is that a safe place to do body work? Like, how how how, how much of a risk-reward is it when you're, when you're really in tight versus really far away? You know, I, I, I really, I think it just really depends on styles, you know, stylistically, um, um, getting in close, you better be strong. You better have good wrestling, takedown defense, um, uh, getting in close, uh, is you can be highly effective going to the body there, um, as well as being on the outside. Um, but I think it comes down to stylistically, some people like crowding um, their adversaries, and they want to get to those throwing knees. Anderson Silva, he loves the Muay Thai clinch, and he loves throwing the knees there. Um, he feels very comfortable there. Um, he crowds you with his hips, and he attacks you with his knees um, and elbows. Um, I, don't, I, I don't think that there's any kind of um, separation in it. You can be a distance fighter and enjoy it from the outside, or you can be an in-tight fighter and still enjoy uh, and be highly effective going to the body. I believe it's all just a matter of styles. Uh, some people prefer one, one space over the other. Uh, me being more of a shorter fighter at 185, fighting bigger, rangier guys, I liked fighting in the clinch. I liked me into the body. I liked working um, body shots from that distance in that range. Um, I, I I probably wouldn't lower my level to um, from outside range to attack the body just because of a, a knee or a snap kick. And again, depending on the style of the adversary I'm fighting too. Uh, but it really, it, you know, being mixed in both areas is great. But uh, again, I believe that just really comes down to styles. You like that grinding off the fence, you know, smothering people. Um, then you're going to enjoy that style of fighting, or do you enjoy 
staying on the outside and uh, dominating from range and then snapping. So I really, I guess it just really comes to, there's no preference there. It's just going to really come down to what is your style and where do you want to be in the fight? You know, another issue that sort of really caught my imagination is the issue of um, body work in ground and pound. And it's interesting because if you watch, obviously there's the classic body, body, head, but that's really about the head. That's not really about the body, at least not much. And there's not much more than that. And it makes sense, right? Because you can throw an elbow and you can cut someone and... And obviously, it's getting harder and harder to hold someone down, so maybe that's it. But I guess what I'm wondering is, to what extent do you think there is a way in which... Like, I, I just don't see a lot of guys going to the body on the ground and changing the game as a consequence. And I'm wondering like, why that might be. Yeah, I think, I think what, it, what it comes down to is, 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 uh, is, is when, you're training, when you're training with somebody and you're on the ground... You don't go ape shit. You don't. You don't go hard. You don't. You don't. You know. And then when you're in a fight and and you and you have that option to go hard, you've just never really conditioned it that hard to go to the body hard. So it's one of those things that you have to you have to kind of make a default. You kind of have to create. Uh, you have to be kind of aggressive when you're sparring. You kind of have to create that kind of aggression. So when you're in the fight, it's not unfamiliar to you. I think people. Um, I need, they need to train really close to how they're going to fight. Uh, they, they, they go hand in hand with each other. And sometimes a lot of people with their teammates, they go very passive and they don't want to hurt them. And they kind of go, they're kind of, you know, aloof at it. Um, but I think going to the body on the ground is highly effective. Um, you can drop some short elbows to the ribs. Um, you can, you can, uh, hammer fist the sternum. Um, there, are, there are multiple ways to attack the body, and especially when somebody's holding your head down, you can come circular and attack the rib cage. You don't have to punch with full power. You just want to punch enough for them to kind of defend that position, and then maybe you can, um, uh, you can weaken up their hold, and then you can posture up and then attack the head. Uh, it's just so hard to finish body shots in that proximity just because you, you have to generate so much velocity and energy that's probably going to take you having to turn your shoulder and really open up to do it. And when people do that, they, they generate too much space, and that's when they get caught in arm bars and triangles. So it's, it's high. It's, you can be, very, you can be very, very good at it, but it's more, you know, body, body, head. It's more touch, touch, touch. Um, it's hard to draw back and really um, try to hammer something down because you, you have to rotate to generate that kind of velocity. And so many people, you know, whether they've been in training, I mean, they've been caught by triangles or arm bars because they're generating too much space. Um, the reason why you don't see it as much is because you want to control. You kind of want to uh, control somebody's hips when you're on top. When you're on top, you want to control their hips. You want to over-rotate and then let them be uh, mobile. So you don't see people cocking back and generating as much velocity. But I do believe there are a few strikes there can re- that can really help you out. And that's, you know, when you're, when you're controlling either the biceps and you're, you're pinching the hips and, and you can roll over and roll an elbow over into the sternum or, or an elbow to the rib cage. Um, I think those types of strikes um, can be highly effective. Um, it's just one of those things that you won't see many finishes from, from that position just because of, uh, uh, kind of the positional disadvantage you get by trying to overcompensate and, and overgenerate power. Uh, uh, just a few more minutes, and I appreciate your time. So, so to control the hips, that's another reason why you rarely see, for example, from side control, like the knee to the ribs, because they're trying to keep close proximity, even though that's a vicious strike if you can really get one off. 
Yeah, if I if I have you inside control, I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have um, the knee that is closest uh, to your hips in your in your hips, uh, and the other arm is gonna be pinching on the other side. I'm gonna control your hips. I could use that knee on that backside um, to strike. Um, that can be very efficient. What you don't want to do is is when you're inside control the knee that is closest to the hip is the one you don't want to be drawing back because when you draw that knee away from their hips, you no longer have your knee in their hip and you generate space and that's when they can gather in the half guard or gather back the full guard. So um, I do love that strike. Um, it was one of the strikes that I used um, as an MMA fighter myself. Um, but sometimes people get in such a high panic state of mind when they're fighting, they go eight. And if they forget that there has to be, uh, you have to use the right knee to attack that rib cage. Don't use the knee that is in the hip controlling the hip. Use the knee that is not controlling the hip because you can be very, um, you can really move that, that, that position or, uh, around a lot. Usually when you're inside control on somebody, my knee that is closest to her hip is going to be there. I might have an underhook on the other side, and then the elbow on the other side is going to be pinching that. Um, the other side of their knee, so I'm on the other side of their hip. So I'm going to be pinching their hips. Um, a lot of people to generate um, space will push on your hip. I can rotate at the hip as long as my knee stays in your hip. Um, so it's uh, as long as my knee is in your hip, I can control your movement. If you try to shrimp away, my knee has got to stay in your hip to maintain um, hip control. Um, if my knee is in your hip and you shrimp away and my knee doesn't follow your hip, that's when you're going to half guard me or shrimp to guard. So at our gym, we try to cheat, uh, treat that, uh, um, we try to teach that efficiency, um, hip efficiency. Uh, so that way you can control their hips. Uh, fighting is a great deal of hip rotation, whether it's punching, um, kicking, um, defending shots and or on the ground. Um, hips are such a pivotal aspect in all areas of of fighting. Um, I think once we get our athletes to understand how important controlling the hips are, it'll definitely open up the other side knee for knees to the rib cage. And I, one of my favorite, one of my favorite strikes. So before I let you go, uh, I don't know how to ask this, but like, think of either any time in one of your fights. Think about any time in any kind of one of your training scenarios that. Uh, stands out. Do you have a favorite body shot moment? Hmm. Let me see here. Oh man. If you, if you don't want to, you don't have to name names, but if you could just tell me what happened, I'd be really curious to hear. I, w I would have to say that, uh, um, my, uh, against a Southpaw, um, against Southpaws, um, that rear, so if I'm facing a southpaw and vice versa, a southpaw facing me, that rear side snap kick is highly effective, highly effective, um, whether it's to the head or to the body. Um, I faced a southpaw um, in one of my fights, and I had that snap kick working to the body at, a, at an efficient rate, and I know I hurt my adversary a few times to the body. Um, whenever I go southpaw with some of my, my uh, training partners in the gym back when I was uh, competing and or to this day when I'm um, light sparring with some of my students, um, that, that snap kick to the body, um, um, southy versus righty, 
uh, or vice versa is a highly effective uh, shot. Um, there's been there's been times in training um, uh, with some great athletes um, that I've either stopped them with a snap kick, or um, I've been in the clinch and I and I open my hips up and I and I um, drop a body shot and and uh, you know I've I've dropped a few guys and I have been dropped myself. Um, one of the things uh, about being dropped in training. One of the things about getting struck in training that I want everybody to understand is when you have a bad day, when you get dropped to the body, <laughs> uh, I tell my students this all the time, and that is be thankful you had a bad day here amongst amongst your brothers rather than out there against the enemy. So under, when you when you take a body shot and it drops you, understand that you just learned the lesson and, and uh, the valuable lesson of how pivotal and important the body shot is and how it's something that cannot be overlooked.